Jump through some to some advanced training today. Uh, we always put this at the end and put it as advanced training. I mean, really, uh, I, I love I love for our Tuesday morning meetings to go uh, from 10 to 11 Central, uh, and then that last 30 minutes, if we have some sort of advanced training or special guest, that's what we do. And if you got to take off, you got to take off. Like I, I'm not uh, I'm not trying to uh, cause a death by meeting uh, with people, but at the same time. I feel like um, Michelle was just saying over a hundred years experience that you're going to hear from on a Tuesday morning. Well, 22 years of those are mine, and uh, and and I like I like sharing what I've learned and and what I know. Uh, and recently, I feel like um, I've heard a lot of people talking about it. Like Michelle just said, you know, hey, 22 percent increase. That's awesome uh, across the board with commissions. Uh, and she said, you want to get your mind right? Look at your numbers, right? Look at your 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 your, your money. Um, and I, I just feel like I've heard a lot of people saying recently about, about getting their mind right and, and putting their mind in a better place. Uh, I'm seeing all these stats right now about uh, all the effect that uh, the pandemic is having on everybody. It's not just the deaths. It's the mental toll uh, that it's taking on people. And I feel like uh, when you get beat down for long enough, you either have, um, well, before I jump into that, <laughs> Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. So I feel like right now, um, you look at all the stats that's going on with the pandemic and the deaths certainly are, are impactful. And if you know somebody who's died from that, nobody's gonna, you know, nobody's knocking that, nobody's putting that down, nobody's belittling that. Not, not here anyway, there may be people out there doing that. We're not doing that. Uh, it's very real. But the bigger toll that the pandemic is taking on the world is the mental health of it all. Um, and um, just looking at it before the pandemic, just from a mental health standpoint, when you get beaten down long enough, you come to a place where you either choose to believe what's being said to you and, and accept that place you've gotten to mentally, or you make the choice of that's not true. And I'm not going to be like that. And a lot of people have gotten to that place now. And so I felt like uh, today's training of Secrets of the Millionaire Mind was, was uh, well-timed, um, and, and it, just, it just sort of happened. It wasn't my timing of it all, but it, it's, it's just it's what came about. Uh, I, uh, I do cover this training uh, periodically. It has been uh, over a year and a half since I last spoke on this, and uh, I want to I wanna touch on it today. Uh, I may do it fairly quickly, but it comes from a book. These are not my thoughts. It comes from a book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Eker. Uh, I can remember distinctly uh, where I was um, when I read this book for the first time, and I read it in about a day and a half. This was a very quick read for me. Uh, we were in Tucson. Uh, F&G Life had taken us to Tucson on an awards trip, and I'm lounging by the pool, and my friend Kyle comes by and pats my belly and says, hey, that, uh, that insurance gut's coming in nice. I mean, maybe that's why I just remember what I was reading at that time, because he cut me deep. He cut me deep, Shrek. Uh, and uh, right after that, I started going to a trainer, started getting more serious about how I, I was eating. That was in 2006 because Heather was pregnant with uh, Joseph at the time. We we're about to have uh, him. And uh, I just I just remember all the context around reading this book. And uh, somebody saw me reading it and they said, hey, um, is that a good book? And I said, you know, uh, if I hadn't read a lot of books already, I would think it's phenomenal. 
but I've read a lot of books. And so a lot of it was not new information to me. But what I was impressed with, I'm always impressed with an author who can take a lot of information from multiple, multiple, multiple sources and put it in one place where you can read it. And that's what I love about this book. I think it takes a lot of education that's out there, a lot of books that's out there. It, it doesn't cover everything that's in all those books out there, but it does pull in a lot of information into one place. I don't see this as his original thought, um, as, as I think most thoughts aren't necessarily original anymore. But I, I do think this was a, a great job of Harv by, by pulling it all together in one place to read. And I recommend that you read this book. What I want to talk about today are what he calls the Wealth Files. Basically, the book goes through these 17. And so I'm not going to dive deep on each one of these. Uh, I don't want to take you know four hours to read the book to you. This is not a book report. But I, I, I kind of want to give you some high-level thoughts uh, as you're going about your day today that maybe will impact you positively today uh, if you just latch on to one of these 17 thoughts uh, that it'll impact you. So we're going to go through these wealth files, uh, hopefully fairly quickly. Number one. So the book, uh, before I show that, let me back up. The book kind of separates, and let's, let's go back to the, to the subtitle of it all. Mastering the Inner Game of Wealth is the subtitle of his book, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. And uh, mastering the inner game of wealth. Nobody's taking away that you've got to work. It's really hard to, to get wealth without the work. However, uh, there is an inner game going on between your ears that you've got to fight every day. And uh, what he goes through in this book is really helping you understand the difference between the way the wealthy think and the the broke mindset think. I'm not saying these are necessarily bad. It's not a good person versus a bad person. It's not I've got lots of money versus somebody who's got no money. It's the mindset that we're talking about here, the, the wealth mindset versus the poverty mindset. And maybe you come from a family that has generations of that poverty mindset, and you're going to be the first one in your family tree to plant somewhere else and start changing those thoughts. Maybe you've been beaten down for so long, you're at the place now where you're either going to just go ahead and accept where you're at and the way you think, or you're gonna make the change and, and, and make the decision to change the way you think and become somebody different and change generations because of that mindset shift. Okay, so you're going to hear it, rich people, poor people, but just understand it's all about the mind we're talking about here. I don't give a rip about somebody's bank account. I know people who have lots of money in the bank and they are broke mentally and I don't want to talk with them. Uh, they're not uh, fun people to be around. So anyway, that said, we'll get into it. Rich people believe I create my life. Poor people believe life happens to me. Rich people believe I create my life and poor people believe life happens to me. Now, uh, there's some victim clues he gives. Victim clue number one is blame. Someone who's always blaming everything else around them, all their circumstances, and, oh, my family, and, oh, this, and, oh, that, and, oh, I've got this working against me, and, oh, I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and whenever I hear uh, somebody speaking like that on a podcast, I just reach down and skip to the end, because once you start down that road, I don't want to hear that garbage. I want to know what you did. I don't care about the circumstances that happened to you. We all have circumstances. <laughs> Change it. Change your circumstances. Don't be the result of your circumstances. Victim clue number two is justifying. That's just the way we've always been. That's just the way my family is. Well, that's garbage. You can change that. What hope is there if you can't change it? Oh my gosh, how depressing would that be? Victim clue number three, complaining. <laughs> uh, I, I can't believe... 
this is happening right now you hear so much of it i mean we're, we're in the middle of a pandemic we're we're in the middle of a we're still in the middle of a presidential election and the senate runoffs and it's just oh i just get, don't you get tired of hearing people complain well how tired do you think you're making people when you complain right number two rich people play the money game to win poor people people play the money game to not lose I, I, it's it's funny, um, and I'll, I'll warn some of you guys about this. Like when, when Heather and I had nothing to lose, it was really easy to play the game with nothing to lose. <laughs> like we're playing the game to win because we had nothing to lose. But once you start getting something and now you've got something to lose, now it becomes a real struggle. So whereas once upon a time, this wasn't a struggle for me at all. Daily, I find myself fighting this of, I don't want to play the game to not lose. Because when you play the game to not lose, that's exactly what you end up doing. You see this in sports all the time when a team goes on prevent defense to prevent the other team from scoring. Instead of staying on offense, which is what got you the, the lead, you go back and start playing defense and try to protect your end zone. All of a sudden, you're getting scored on like crazy. Like, how'd that happen? It was because that's what you prepared for, <laughs> Right. Number three, rich people are committed to being rich. Poor people want to be rich. You know, wish in one hand and poop in the other. See which one fills up first is what I was told as a kid. And so you're either committed to it or you're not. Um, when I was uh, 20 plus years ago, an early mentor of mine said, if you want a difference between being involved and being committed, look at your breakfast plate. The eggs, the chicken was involved. The bacon, that pig was committed, right? And that's that's what, being committed to it means is you're giving it everything you got number four rich people think big poor people think small i, I love <laughs> i don't i can't remember which kid of mine it was just i think it was uh kate just the other day when um i, I love i love the game of putting down a 20 dollar bill and a one dollar bill and say which one do you want the answer is both it's not one or the other there's always that third choice i I was just talking i I believe it was our eight-year-old that i was talking to just recently i said did you want to do this or did you want to do this and she said why can't we do both i was like gosh i love that mindset at eight years old already i didn't have that mindset at eight i'm so glad she does because that's big thinking as opposed to small thinking which is i can only have one i need to choose well take them both and let's go man like don't waste time thinking about it number five rich people focus on opportunities poor people focus on obstacles I always use this example, and, and I feel like I, I do this. I feel like this is something I've got. Uh, Heather jokes all the time. That's not a joke. She states all the time that I just had this natural gift of faith. Like, I just always believe things are going to work out to my favor. And maybe it's a, an, an arrogance, uh, or maybe it's just a faith. I don't know. Uh, but it's been there even when I had no proof that things were going to work out in my favor. It's just always something that's been. But I, I see it often, and I don't play golf much anymore since we've had kids, but I used to play a lot of golf. And, uh, and, and back in the days when I played golf, you know, you get on the tee box and you have a plan of how you're going to play the hole and then you tee off and you end up in the woods, at least if you're me. Um, and you're in the woods and the plan you had at the tee box is now different. And some people look at that and they go, I'm in the woods. Oh, I'm probably behind a tree. It's going to be a hard shot. And I always said to the people I was playing with, hey, guys, keep an eye on the hole. This is going to be spectacular. I'm probably going to I'm probably going to hit the ball right out of the woods and go straight in the hole. I was just playing on uh, our oldest has gotten into playing disc golf and Thursday on Thanksgiving. Um, I, I went and played disc golf with him. The rest of the family are kind of walking with us for a little while. But but I am in this horrible position 
uh, for uh, my second shot. I'm behind a tree, and it's, it's you know, in, in regular golf, you maybe just move it with your foot or something, but in disc golf, especially when you have a son who's kind of a legalist, uh, you, you kind of, you have to play it right, and you can, you can stand there, but you got to step around the tree maybe, and I, I said to Joseph, I said, hey, keep an eye on the basket, because in, in disc golf, there's a basket you're throwing into, keep an eye on the basket, this may go in. I, literally, it's what I said, and he's like, yeah, whatever, and I threw it, and it was, I mean, it hit the basket, it didn't go in, though. He's like, I thought you were kidding. No, that's my mindset. <laughs> I see the opportunity of something spectacular, not the obstacle of the freaking tree standing in front of me. I got a chance to do something spectacular. They're going to show this on YouTube. I may even make ESPN's top 10. Film this, son. <laughs> Number six, rich people admire other rich and successful people. Poor people resent rich and successful people. <clears throat> I, 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 I don't always have to agree with somebody on all aspects of their life in order to admire what they've accomplished. Okay, now, I, I, it, it, listen, if somebody's on their 27th marriage, <laughs> I don't have to admire their ability to stay married, right? I can still admire the success they've had in business and, and, and the success they've had in wealth accumulation without admiring everything about their life. And maybe that's a fine line, but, but really, if you resent somebody just because they have money, isn't that stupid? That's like resenting somebody just because they're poor. That's <laughs> stupid, too. It's all dumb. And so, look, it, it's, it's okay to admire other successful people. It's the broke mindset that tries to tear down other people's success. Try to rationalize it away. Number seven, rich people associate with positive, successful people. Poor people associate with negative or unsuccessful people. The, the, the broke mindset sits around and complains about the double coupons not being honored at Walmart this weekend because your, your coupons were three years expired. That's, that's the broke mindset. That was kind of a personal mindset there. It was kind of a personal, personal thing I just described. The rich mindset says, you know what? I'm not hanging around that garbage. I'm going to go talk to people who maybe don't even shop at Walmart. Maybe they go to Target. They're fancy. All right. Number eight. <laughs> Rich people are willing to promote themselves and their value. Poor people think negatively about selling and promotion. Well, I don't want to tell my friends about the life insurance I sell. Oh, okay. So one, you don't want your business to grow. And two, you hope your, your friends live under a bridge when they die, when their loved ones die. Is that what you're saying to me? Really? Well, then go out and promote yourself because that's what the rich and successful do. That's the, that's the wealth mindset. The wealth mindset says my friends love me and, and it's important to them that, that, they know what I do because my friends may not want to buy what I'm selling, but they may know somebody and they're my friend. They want to help me. That's what the, the wealth mindset says. The broke mindset says my friends are going to be mad if I approach them about buying life insurance. Get new friends, man. My friends aren't ever mad about me talking about my business. Matter of fact, they often ask questions about my business and I don't even want to talk about it, but they're asking me. That's friends. So either your friends are like that or you need to find new ones. Number nine. Rich people are bigger than their problems. Poor people are smaller than their problems. This goes back to thinking big versus small, right? Some, the, the, the rich go, this is a problem, but I'm bigger than this and I will overcome this. As opposed to the mindset of, oh, this is too big for me to overcome. It's going to totally overwhelm me and crush my, my family for generations to come. Total different mindset. And it's really your perspective on how you look at it. I love uh, the story of when the, uh, the, the Israelites that came out of Egypt and they get to the promised land, and Moses sends uh, some of them in there to kind of take a look at it. And some of them say, oh, my gosh, these, these people are giants. And, I mean, the fruit is just, it's, it's crazy. 
right? But there were two, two that came back and said, it ain't that bad. We can take these fools. But because of the doubt, the children of Israel ended up wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. I had I heard somebody say this once. I don't know how factually accurate it is, but it makes sense to me. Everybody else was on the ground looking up at the enemy, and the two were in the trees looking down on the enemy and getting a different perspective on what they had in front of them. I like that explanation. I don't know that there's any necessarily anything to prove it, but I like it. It's all about the perspective of what you're, how you're looking at that situation. Number 10, rich people are excellent receivers. Poor people are poor receivers. I really, we had some new friends take us out recently for dinner. I thought we were on a double date, Dutch treat. Everybody just pay for their own. At the end of it, the dude grabs the check. And I was so proud of myself, I just said, thank you. I didn't even fight because it was clear there was not going to be a winner there. He's going to take it. And, and that, I'm just telling you, I'm confessing, this is one I've been working on because I really just, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not somebody in the five love languages that needs gifts to express love to me who doesn't like gifts but I don't need them to feel the love right so I, it's it's I've had to work at becoming a better receiver and just accepting when people are doing things for me number 11 rich people choose to get paid based on results poor people choose to get paid based on their time I mean this speaks to what all of us do every day right and, and I think that uh, some people go well I, I because I have a job I'm a poor person no 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 I don't, say, I don't think people who have a job necessarily have a broke mindset. I don't think they're poor. I know lots of people with, with normal nine-to-five jobs that are definitely not poor. The difference is, like, um, here, here's the difference. The broke mindset says, I showed up to work. You should pay me. The rich mindset says, I showed up to work and performed above and beyond what was expected of me. You should pay me. There's a difference. See it? Do you see it? Some people think they show up. They should get paid. Other people think they should perform to get paid. Now, if you work a normal nine-to-five job and you don't think you're commission-only, you're foolish because if you don't bring value to that company, they're going to fire you. You are commission-only. If they're not making money, you're gone. <laughs> Number 12, rich people think both. Poor people think either or. Again, big thinking versus small thinking. I don't have to choose one or the other. I can have all of it. Number 13, rich people focus on their net worth. Poor people focus on their working income. How much do I have coming in every month? How much is going out? Whereas the wealthy are constantly thinking about building up their net worth and, and understanding that your house isn't your net worth. Maybe the equity in your house can count towards it, but even that doesn't really count as an asset until you sell the house. So it's, 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 it's thinking about building that bigger picture of what your, the, the net worth of your assets is as opposed to, uh, I make 70000 a year, right? Like, or I make 50000 or I make 100000 whatever the number is. It's, it's different. And especially in what we do, you have to have the mindset of, I'm building something bigger. I'm building a business that's bigger than the annual income that I'm taking home. There's a bigger uh, game at play here. There's a bigger end result that I'm working for other than just getting to the end of my life saying I averaged X amount of dollars per year. Rich people manage their money well. Poor people mismanage their money well. Maybe you come from a family that this is the, the case for years and years and years. Money's just gone through, through the, the hands of those who had it, as opposed to those people you know who just always seem to keep on with it and, and do well by it and, and are able to make more with it, right? Number 15, rich people have their money work hard for them. Poor people work hard for their money. I'm still working on this one. <laughs> I work hard. I mean, I, I, don't, 
I don't, I don't know that I work hard like I did 20 years ago where I was putting in, you know, 120 hour work weeks, sleeping four hours a night. I don't know. I don't know that I work that hard anymore, but I still, I mean, I'm still working. You know, like I, I, I get up, I come to the office, I work, I go home, I hang out with the friends, with the wife and kids. And then I, I, they go to bed, I'm back at work and I work until last night I went to bed close to two and I get up again and I do it all over again. Like I work hard and I'm, I'm working, I'm figuring out this, uh, this money working hard for me better. Because uh, I, I want that, I, I, I like the mindset. I just don't necessarily um, have it going for me just yet. But but you see, like I, I see my money working hard for me when I walk into the office and I see the staff. That's my money working hard. Like I I, I I'm I'm paying them and and they do something that is multiplying my overall effort. So I am doing some of it. I feel like, but I, I can do better. Number sixteen: Rich people act in spite of fear. Poor people let fear stop them. <laughs> I think it was General Patton that said, you know, um, courage is not the absence of fear. It's acting in the face of it. It's you've got it and, and doing anyway. Right. Um, I, I, I love hearing top producers who've been top producers for 10 plus years say, you know what? That first phone call, I was still, I'm nervous. Every time I make that first phone call, I'm still nervous. The second phone call, still a little nervous. By the third one, I'm kind of getting into a rhythm. I love that experienced agents still are transparent and say that kind of stuff. I know it's true. <laughs> I don't like talking on the phone. I've been at this game two decades. Still don't like talking on the phone. Oh, man, that first interview, I'm like, oh, man, I hope, really, I hope all my interviews show. It's harder when I have no shows because then it's like I, that, that, that those butterflies creep back in. And I don't want to talk to them. What if they don't like what we do? What if they don't like me? What if they don't? <sighs> Shut up and make a dial, <laughs> right? Like, get on the phone. Rich people act in spite of fear. Number 17, rich people constantly learn and grow. Poor people think they already know. I got to tell you, like when I'm coaching somebody and they come back with, I know that, or yeah, yeah, I, I did that, or yeah, 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 I mean, they, and right about the third time they say it, I start agreeing with them. Right about the third time they say it, I go, you, you probably do know it. You, you know what? You don't even need my help. You got this. And if you've heard me say that, know that I'm writing you off. Like I, I'm not, I'm saying it politely, but I, as, as, a, as a business owner and an investor of my time in, in productive resources, when somebody's coming at me all the time with they already know, listen, unless they're like the world's smartest person ever, if I'm looking at the fruit on their tree and it says to me they don't know, but they're telling me they do know, what I know is they're not receptive to my coaching. And so it really doesn't make sense for me to spend time with them. And I know I've made people mad. I know people said, well, Fitz just doesn't have time for me. It's because you already know it all. And I don't say that like you're a know-it-all. I say, you, you, I, I can't help you. I'm looking for ways to help you. I'd love to help you. I make money by helping you all do better, <laughs> right? But if you're coming at me with it, I already know, what, what can I do? Okay, well, you know everything I know, so there's nothing I can do to coach you. <laughs> I'm tapped out. I'm done. I've reached my limit. Um, but, but I find, I find that the rich mindset people, and maybe their finances hadn't caught up with it yet, but they're constantly learning and growing. They're adapting to new scenarios, adapting to new conditions, and they're learning through it and growing through it and becoming better on the other side. I hope that was quick. <laughs> I wasn't officially timing it, but uh, I do recommend reading this book uh, by, uh, by T. Harvecker. Uh, fantastic book. Just getting that mindset. It's a good reminder. If you've read it before, it's a good reminder to read back again. And, uh, and, and it, it just creates the bigger mind for you. Uh, which uh, puts you in a position to win more often than not. I hope that helps. Can I help you? Sure would like to. 
If you're an agent with us, please go to timewithfits.com. That's timewithfitz.com to schedule a time when I can help you directly. Just pick a topic, pick a time, and we'll meet. If you're not an agent with The Fitz Group, I encourage you to go to thefitzgroup.org slash contact. Again, that's thefitzgroup.org slash contact and send us a message. See you next week.